Welcome to the Bonnet Talks podcast, hosted by me, Amma Apia. This podcast is a platform for young people all over the world to share their current experiences and thoughts about what the heck is going on, child. From the Black female dating experience to surviving adulthood struggles in London, we chat about it all like a FaceTime call. We are back with another episode of The Bonnet Talks. I had to take a mini break because y'all know I'm in grad school and the tragedy that is final exams actually happened, which means I had to peace out, let me tell you. The thing is though with grad school, finals week, it's actually more like finals month. So it was actually the most hectic thing I've ever experienced. And I also finally started my internship recently. So I need to give you guys the lowdown on that. And I will be giving you all the life updates in my next podcast episode, which will be a celebration of one year of the Bonnet Talks and get ready for it. Drum roll, 10,000 downloads. I, I can't believe I just said that, but Wow, I am so grateful for all of your support and I can't wait to keep creating good content for you all to elevate this show to the next step. You guys have just been so supportive and you've loved the content, you love the show and I just love how happy this podcast makes you because it makes me so happy. So to kick off this new season of The Bonnet Talks season three, I brought on the incredible Susie also known as Suzy Miao on social. She is a K-pop dancer and content creator from China, and she's absolutely killing the game right now. I need you guys to look her up on YouTube. I will have all of her contact in the show notes. You need to see how talented she is. She is truly one of the most hardworking people I've ever met. And I feel so lucky to have met her because she's so down to earth, so sweet and so humble. And she's just so hardworking. And I knew I needed to have her on here for you guys to hear her story. And I hope you'll be inspired to actually take that first step towards the one thing you've always wanted to do. I know you guys have always wanted to do certain things. You've always held back. At least I've felt like this before. And you're always worried about what other people think or you think you're not capable. But Susie really shows that you are capable of making the thing that you want to do the thing. Like You have the capability to bring that out. And even if you run into issues or you struggle some days to actually accomplish those things, you can still get up and do it and take that first step every day. And so that's really what we talk about. We talk about taking that first step in all sorts of forms and how we maintain the consistency to continue taking the first step every day. We talk about that in the sense of, you know, book recommendations, how she stays on top of herself, what systems she's had in place to help her accomplish these things. And so I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys enjoy hearing her background and story because I think it's so cool to hear other cultural contexts in the issues that we all talk about as 20-something-year-olds. I think it's so important. And she's just so sweet and she's so funny. So I think you guys will love her podcast debut. I think this is her podcast debut on the show. So it will be great. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Today I woke up at 2 p.m., which did not happen (laughs) for three months. Like this, uh, yeah, it's really rare for me. I think it's because I, um, so first I forgot to set an alarm and um, oh. <laughs> and also I think I'm more up here so I think that like makes me a little tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I totally, I, th- I feel like you need the rest though. <laughs> I feel like you need the rest because you are out and about. You're always recording. You're always dancing. You're always improving yourself. And sometimes we just need to like take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we just need to relax. And uh-huh. I realized the same thing yesterday. Yesterday was a really busy day for me. And I've had like a very busy weekend. I went to New York for some things over the weekend and came back just, I'm, I'm from Washington, D.C. I live here right now. And so I went to New York City, came back, had all the stuff to do. And then I was just like, okay, I need to like actually rest. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad because I accidentally fell asleep. And then I was like, I felt guilty. Oh my <laughs> I was God. like, I should have been doing stuff. Yeah, but I totally understand. Yeah, it's I think, fine. Like, it's good. I think lately <laughs> I've been trying to let myself relax more. I think it's really yeah. hard for, for you to just um, keep producing, creating, uh, if you don't yeah. consume or relax. So... I no, exactly. yeah. So I think like just um trying my best to not 
put a lot of pressure on myself. It's like if I actually yeah. fall asleep, I was like, oh my god, like why? Why did I do that? I just wasted a lot of time. Oh my god. But, um, now I just I feel like I need to be more gentle on myself. <laughs> but uh, um, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos um, talking about like <laughs> productivity and self-love, self-care, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I feel like I feel like that's kind of like a big thing because you can just sometimes it's okay to rest, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I agree. I was going to ask you about that in the podcast episode because I know you've been reading a lot or you've been trying mm-hmm. to. And I remember in your last Q&A, because I watched all your videos, I remember um, in your last Q&A, you were t- saying that you were reading um, Atomic Habits, yes, I believe. Yes. And um, there was, was it The Power of Now, mm-hmm. I think you mm-hmm. said you were reading? Yeah. So I was like, I need to ask Susie about this because everyone keeps telling me to read Atomic Habits. Oh, for yeah, one. I haven't read The Power oh, of Now yet. Um, <laughs> I think The Power of Now is like, it makes me feel like um, really enjoy the moment. I think I need to yeah. go back to those two books. I feel like I definitely gonna read Atomic Habits again because that book is actually really life changing. Because a lot of people say it's life changing, and it actually really? is because um, it helped me a lot in terms of uh, sticking to my habits and be like. Because mm-hmm. I've been trying to do um, daily workouts because you know when dancing you have to build up your core power, right? So I think daily. Um, workouts really help like the abs workout like the Chloe Ting 10 minutes abs workout um, yes, but it's really hard yeah, to keep up yeah. but after reading that books mm-hmm. I learned a few tricks to keep uh, help you stick with the habits stick to the habits um, yeah. so like one example is like you put your yoga mat like near your bed or just in your living room don't like put it away um, every day just mm-hmm. leave it there because people will be like oh like it's it's, it's just um, in my way, but I also want to put it away. But then it's actually better if you just lay it down there because it deducts the friction of you uh, conducting the habit. So you can just like lay down mm-hmm. there and do the, the workout. So um, that's kind of like one habit. And also oh. there's there's a lot of different methods in the book. And then it yeah. talks to a lot about like product- productivity and habit um, building. So I think it's really life-changing. <laughs> No, I need that. Because, and that's something else I want to talk to you about. I have so many things I want to talk to you about. I'm so excited to speak with you today. Because that is something that I tend to struggle with. Like, I will be motivated to do things, but then to actually maintain it and be consistent mm-hmm. is another thing. It's so hard, yeah. especially when you're at home with quarantine going on and, uh-huh. like, you can't really do as many things as usual. I know some places are opening up again, so it's going to be a little different. But it's hard to try and keep up some form of habit yeah. and to be actually consistent. So I will find that book. Now that you've said you really, it like, changed your life, I'm actually going to try and read mm-hmm. it. Cool. <laughs> I love it. So it makes me happy that you recommend those. And if there's any others that you recommend, I'm going to check uh-huh. them out for real. I'm reading so. another book. It's called Getting Things Done. Um, okay. Also, a lot of people recommend that one too. I think um, it talks about like the two minute rule. I don't know if you know that. It's like if anything takes no. takes less than two minutes, just do it right now because it actually takes more time to schedule it and do it later. Oh. So if anything, just like small errands or like small tasks that takes less than two minutes, just do it right now. I think that's like one trick that everyone's raving about. And then I'm starting mm-hmm. the book and then. Um, I'm yeah, that's the book I'm reading right now. <laughs> wow. And do you, I feel like that's going to really help me with answering emails. <laughs> yes, yes. Like I feel like answering emails is so, it's, it's quick. Sometimes if you have so many, it, t- it takes longer, but I feel like when you answer emails right away, it's just like out and you're done. Yeah. But I feel like I always just get like, oh, see them. So. I'm like, okay, I need to process that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah right I don't know what it is I'm like is there like am I having problems it took me a long time to reply or email (laughs) (laughs) it's okay I was so happy you dm me I was like yeah this is easy (laughs) yeah 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 for me dm so much easier than emails it's just like it takes me I don't know why emails feels like a burden like it it took a lot of I know process to get to the emails I guess I don't know (laughs) I feel like it's a big production. Yes. Like I'm just like, okay, like, how are you doing? Hope yes. you're well. Has a whole like setup. 
<laughs> then asks for whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, have a great day. <laughs> like uh-huh. a long like, ending. It's just like so long. So I just would rather be like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> I've been also sending, I've been also sending people like voice memos now. Oh, like, cool. like just like quick things of like, hi, how are you? So they can hear me mm-hmm. and like we can actually talk. Cause sometimes I just feel like that's easier for me than like sitting down and being like, ah, big email. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't answer right away. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but Susie, welcome to the show. I am so, so glad you're here. I'm so glad you had time. We made it work with the time zones. Yeah. Guys, it's like 8 a.m. here and it's 8 p.m. where Susie is. So <laughs> we are ready to go. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. Now, um, I know that not everyone's going to know you on the show, so I want to take the time for you to introduce yourself. Tell us what you've been doing, what you've been up to, what your background is. Like, this is your chance to really talk about anything, so go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, hi, my name is Susie, and I go by Susie Miao on YouTube, Instagram, <laughs> and well, TikTok. I have another Susie Miao underscore, um, what is it called, real, because like my the previous one I had, it some uh-huh. somehow I just couldn't log in anymore, and then there's no way I could get it back. So I just made a new one, but it's okay. So um, <laughs> and I just do dance covers, vlogs, K-pop related content on the internet, um, but mainly K-pop dance covers and K-pop dance tutorials. And my background is just I from China. I'm from China. I was born and raised in. Wuhan, China, which I am currently living in Wuhan right now. So, well, you guys wow. probably know the city because of COVID nineteen. Uh, but we, <laughs> we are good now because um, everyone is living a normal life right now. But uh, just wow. fingers crossed that the things will become better in the future for the world. And uh, so I came to the state in two thousand fourteen. Uh, so I studied sociology at UCLA. For a bachelor degree and I was there for so I was in LA for six years and I came back to Wuhan last year August so it's been over half an year since I came back to China um so wow. that's my background I guess <laughs> wait that's so exciting sociology that's so interesting what made you choose to study sociology at UCLA um because it sounds like a really general subject so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Like I can just learn a lot of stuff because my goal before was to learn a little bit more about communications and public relations. And then sociology mm-hmm. seems like a general major. So I was just like, um, it's actually easier to apply with sociology too. So I was like, okay, let me just take the easier job <laughs> first. And then if I want to switch, I can switch later, right? But then it turned out right. I didn't want to switch because um, – probably 90% of my time in college I was dancing <laughs> I was dancing <laughs> in like different dancings or by myself so I ended up not switching well in the middle okay. of the college I wanted to switch to Desma which is design media and art at UCLA and it's related to like graphic design like the advertisement design um, but okay. it, it was just like at the time it took a lot of time to um, switch to the major and also if you're in the major it was really time consuming and so I thought about like like if I really mm-hmm. want to do this um, right so I ended up not switching um, just focus on dancing but after I graduated from UCLA I did took two years um, certificate program at UCLA extension I oh, studied graphic okay. design so I was like oh I didn't switch to that major in college but let me try like doing certificate programs since um mm-hmm. i had a passion for graphic graphic design but it turned out like i didn't my passion for it was not enough for me to make it like a career so i was like oh i like right. it but i just don't feel like i can like make it a career because um it's i didn't have enough passion for it i my passion mm-hmm. was mainly for like video projects for uh video content for like social media content um but graphic right. design was something like i didn't feel right and if we, if you want to go really deep about graphic design, it takes a lot of um, skills, energy, and mindset. But I feel like I didn't have right. passion for it. Um, so I ended up just like finished the certificate programs. And then it was nice to learn some skills 
but um yeah. I didn't want to like go deeper into that route um but in yeah. college I did took a lot of internship programs related to social okay. media content like I did a lot of like social media internships in different uh, companies like small companies agencies yeah and then I oh. uh, was in like a I helped with a beauty brand um uh, they, I helped with them for two years. I really enjoyed okay. the work I did there because it was a small yeah. company, and then um, they need help with like video editing and video content. So I came in the company as like an intern, like general intern, and then they saw me okay. like have this kind of like video editing skills. So they kind of need someone to help with their video editing. So I was just stayed there for like a video editing intern. Um, Okay. So I help with them a lot with their video works, and I really enjoyed that because I was the only one who did video works there. So I can just fully explore my creativities there, and I also learned a lot through that process. Because every time I came across an idea, I don't know how to do it. I just Google or YouTube, and then that's how I learn like video editing skills. Like, like or not learn, but like. Um, master, <laughs> not master, right. but like, yeah. I guess learn different little skills here and there. Um, so yeah. I really love wow. that. But then I ended up feeling like I don't wanna use the creativity for someone else. It if it, it was mm. fun because it was beauty products I like makeup and skincare. Um, it was fun, yeah. but then it just feels like I wanna make it for myself. Like I wanna use the creative for myself to do create something for my own. Um, right, um, right. So I realized that the nine to five work or job was not for me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I, um, yeah, I left the company. I think one year after my college, because my certificate program it also requires like an internship program. Um, it was complicated, but anyways. Um, so I came back to China last year. I just kept doing my own stuff, and I. I wasn't, and I, I know that I, I'm not someone who's, who's for like a nine to five job. So, <laughs> right. No, I think that's so awesome that you recognize that because I think so many times we realize, like in co- like in college, we have to have this set goal or like set plan, mm-hmm. and sometimes it just doesn't end up that way. Yeah. Like sometimes you just discover that you don't really like what you're doing, and that's okay. And sometimes it's hard for us to recognize that. And I love that you recognize that early enough or like even if it was later you recognize it enough to turn it into action yes and say this isn't really what I want to do but these are the skills I can take away yeah. from it to apply it to what I actually want to do mm-hmm. you know I think I think yeah. college is like a place for you to explore yourself um mm-hmm. it's not something like you want to learn like unless if you want to do like medical programs and you learn some like skills yeah. and stuff uh but for yeah. like general educations you really have to explore yourself like you find what interests you uh so for me Mm -hmm. through the process through the whole college life i just found that doing online content was a really fun project and then Mm -hmm. i really had a lot of passion for it and especially in dancing k-pop dancing i love k-pop and then i love dancing it it was really random because i joined choreos my second year of college and um so that's how i started to do dance covers and then but it as it started as just like a hobby and we me and my friends we share the same passion we all love Mm k-pop we all love k-pop dances we do covers together and then as time goes by, I started to upload my own covers on Instagram. Videos, and then, yeah. And then I was just like, oh, it's cool. Like, people would love to see this. Uh, even though back then, I, like, I, my skill was really bad. <laughs> but people still love to. Bye, get out of here. <laughs> people still love get to see, like, here, K-pop covers. <laughs> but, like, yeah, looking back, like, five years ago, I was like, ew, a lot of covers. I was like, oh, no. Um, but yeah. it really just started off by thinking less. It was just like, oh, I'm just going to upload this. I'm just going to dance um, cover. I'm just going to do dance covers. Uh, so mm-hmm. it started off like really casual. And then somehow it turned into like a 
a serious thing that I'm taking mm-hmm. serious also. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah. No, I that's so interesting because so I'm also a dancer. I love K-pop mm-hmm. dance. Um, I'm actually I'm at my school right now. I'm in grad school right now, and I'm um on my K-pop dance team at my school. Absolutely obsessed with it. Love it so much. Um, and I actually started. I think I. I was self-taught. I don't know. I think you were also self-taught, right? Mm-hmm. Did you were you also self-taught dancer? Kinda, so yeah. I was a self-taught. Yeah. So I that's why I really relate to you, and I love your content because, like, we both were self-taught. I'm just to see how far you've come and see how much you can do, and that seeing how happy you are as well, and seeing how passionate you are is really amazing to watch and mm-hmm. very motivating for people. So you're doing a really great thing um, by just following your passion, and I I. This, I started self-teaching like when I was I think 10 or something like 10 I think my first like k-pop dance cover or like teach myself uh, k-pop dance choreo was G by Girls Generation oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. yeah definitely. so it was like my first like exposure to we, k-pop we are and, the same um, generation because <laughs> my first <laughs> exposure to k-pop was um super junior sorry sorry Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god, we are—we really are the same generation. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, yeah. So, so that was like my first exposure, and I loved it since then. Um, and then I started to dance more after graduating from college because I had more time. We didn't have a K-pop dance team mm-hmm. at my under my undergrad university. I went to UConn, the University of Connecticut. UCLA was my dream school, so to hear that you went there, like, that's iconic. <laughs> um, and so, so, but, yeah, so I, they, we didn't have a dance team at my school, but then after graduation, like, I made more time to mm-hmm. dance and learn choreos, and I'm doing it now as as um, part of a dance team, and I just love it so much. So yeah. I love that you, you were self-taught and that you've been motivated to really mm-hmm. improve yourself and get better. That's yeah, really I, awesome. I think, I think, so I started dancing when I was four years old. I didn't do K-pop, hip-hop, whatever. We did, right. so my mom took me to my first like Chinese traditional class. It was kind of like, <gasps> it was kind of like contemporary, but so we do yeah, all this yeah. um, techniques in the class and yeah. then we will learn like a folk dances at the end. It was, it was really fun. Yeah. I, I, do, I did that for 10 years. So my, wow. when I was four and I stopped, um, I think right before my middle school, right, right before my high school, because so my third year high middle school, I stopped because of the um the high school entrance exams in China, which was really important. It determines you okay. which high school you can go to. Um, so my mom okay. wanted me to focus on school, so I stopped. And then, yeah. but after high school, I had like a gap year between my high school and college. So I mm-hmm. was just doing, I was preparing for um, the SATs, like the, all the applications. Wow. Yep. And I also yep. started to um, go back to like, dance studios to learn like the jazz, funk, hip hop. Well, I didn't learn hip hop. I learned mainly like choreo, jazz, funk, or K-pop styles. It was just for okay. fun. Like, I want to I dance again. But then I realized I yeah. really like dancing. So in college, I joined uh, a few dance teams, and then that's how I started like intense dance trainings. So mainly like trainings, not by professionals. We just like do it together. And then for okay. especially for choreos, we um we had a system before that we do casting. So if you want to get into covers, you have to send like a casting videos before, and then the leaders will oh, right. judge everyone and then give critics, and then um they'll say oh you get to dance this person's position things like this um and then Mm -hmm. through that process i learned a lot because we give each other critiques so that's kind of like we train each other together um it's really funny because yeah choreos we started just i joined the second year when choreos was founded uh but uh we started just like a dance team but a lot of us right now is doing dance cover related stuff uh, i don't know if you know ellen. really yeah ellen bryan so ellen was the uh found- yes so ellen was the founder of choreos um so uh 
I joined the second year. I think the second. Yeah, the second year they were founded. It's called Double Stuff because we're Corio, so K and Oreo. So we every year we have a flavor name. (laughs) Um, So the second year was called Double Stuff. So I joined Double Stuff year. Um, And uh, yeah, so Ellen, she was really inspiring. She has always been an inspiring person to me. I look up to her a lot because she was really good at, at dancing and then she's also good at like leaderships and then just management stuff. So I learned a lot from her and they're now really big on YouTube. They're doing their... Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, they're, and they, they like live their best life right now, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're getting married, so... Um, I know! Yeah. I know, isn't that amazing? I, that's so interesting that you were in choreos together. That's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, and also we have... I could see that. Yeah, I love my friend like Jane and Kat. They're also doing like... Kat is really big on TikTok right now, I think. Because uh, we dance together a lot. People say like we look like, like we look like each other. Because we... I don't know why. But um, so we used to dance together a lot. And then she's, she's uh, in dental school right now. So she... Uh, oh. Yeah. She's 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 amazing. She's really smart. And then uh, so now she's doing like dental related stuff slash K pop content on TikTok. Um, so yeah, wow. yeah, it's really it's really funny to see how like we just started off like a, um, we just group of friends. We do K pop covers together because we all love right. K pop and com- and dances. And now a lot of us are doing online social media related stuff. So it's really funny to see this. <laughs> that's so that's so motivating and so like that's just nice that everyone can kind of be in their own on their own road and, mm-hmm. and do their thing and also be successful. Um, something I wanted to touch upon was you said that you started um, Chinese traditional dance at age four. I actually so so when I started dancing again, doing K-pop dance after I graduated. I joined this a studio and it was at a Chinese cultural oh, really? center and part of the part of the um the classes that they taught was Chinese traditional and it was like contemporary. I actually almost joined that class but I couldn't fit it in my schedule. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's so funny. So when you mentioned that I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love Chinese traditional dance." I actually yeah. complete side note. I have um an older brother, older half brother and his my sister-in-law is Chinese. She was adopted <gasps> really? from China. Yeah, yeah. And so I have two nephews who are half black, half Chinese. So I've always kind of been surrounded so cool. by like the, the Chinese culture. Yeah. So when I joined the my stu- my K-pop dance studio after graduation of two years ago, it was part of the Chinese Cultural oh, really? Center. And That's so, so cool. Where yeah, is it? Is so it in it was, Washington, D.C.? No, it was oh. in um, – so I lived in Boston, Massachusetts oh, Boston, yeah. for a bit. Um, and so it was in, it was in Boston. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so Mia, cool. if you're listening to this, <laughs> hi, <laughs> but yeah, she was my dance teacher. Um, and so she Wait, taught I think like I know Chinese what you're traditional. Cause like, I feel like my friend was mentioning to me about the studio, like it was in Boston, but I don't know. I, it's not like, really? it was really vague memory, but I feel like he mentioned to me about this. But anyways, uh- <laughs> that'd be so funny if it was the same thing. Oh my god, I would die. No, <laughs> I I loved it so much. She was she would always be like, "Amma, come join like the contemporary because yeah. it really was like contemporary dance." Mm-hmm. I just didn't have time. So, yeah. and I also I joined another studio to um do modern dance mm-hmm. as well. So, I was doing like k- uh, K-pop and then hi- learning hip hop on my own and then doing um contemporary dance at the, or modern dance at this other studio so i was like i can't fit it in but i wanted to do it so badly mm-hmm. and i would always get to dance class early to watch the class before me because the class oh, before me was chinese traditional dance because so cool. i loved it yeah because <laughs> like i i remember yeah i remember when i was young like we learned different kinds of like styles of the traditional yeah. dances there's like um there's like styles with with the fans and then there's like dances yeah. with the long sleeves and then yes. it's just, it's really interesting to learn all this folk dances and then yeah, yeah i forgot to do all the the fancy techniques like the flipping stuff the what is it called like the you flip to the front and then go back to the back <laughs> i don't know what's yeah. it called in english but <laughs> <laughs> no i know it was awesome to watch i feel like I feel like that really helps you to be versatile when you're mm-hmm. pursuing other styles of dance. Like a lot of people always say that it's good to 
indulge yourself yeah. in a variety of different styles because mm-hmm. it will help you yeah. become acclimated and also yeah, yeah, learn yeah. faster. Yeah, so that's yeah. why now I'm learning more hip hop dances right now because before, for the longest time, I was just learning K pop dances by myself. I would uh, mm. just watch videos and learn it. And then I took some, a few, like very few classes when I was in LA, like from the playground LA and the Millennium. Um, so those are like okay. the few really famous dance studios in LA. And then, so I, oh. I took like choreo classes there and I took hip hop classes there and even like the K pop booths foundations. But it was not like mm-hmm. a long, intense training. It was like, oh, today I want to take a class. And then it was like less than 10 classes I took um, in general. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but after I came back to China, like I feel like I want to get more trained in different styles, especially hip-hop style. Mm-hmm. Because as, like, yeah. a, as a person who do K-pop dances a lot, um, even though K-pop dances sometimes is easy, you don't need that much of techniques to do K-pop dances mm-hmm. that everyone can do. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but you can still, like, if you are mastered in different, in like a professional hip-hop styles, it definitely mm-hmm. will help you a lot in terms of your textures, control, how right. posture, anything. So um, that's why I'm doing way more hip hop trainings right now with my uh, with mm-hmm. my teacher. Like she was my first dance hip hop or like choreo dance teacher before I came to the state. So I was like, hey, I'm back. Wow. Like I want to take class with you. <laughs> and she is like, yeah, because she has been dancing for her whole life right now, and then. Uh, now she's getting way better because she was really good before and now she's way better than she was before um so wow. like so i and she's very hip hoppy so i was like okay i'm gonna take class from you take private class from you and so that you can give mm-hmm. me critiques and stuff so i think wow. i improved um in terms of hip-hop during this two months so Wow, you you need to give me the lowdown on how to find these studios because I've since I moved to DC, I've been trying to figure out like how to find um adult like studios to go to. You know what uh, I'm saying? Like I don't adult, know about um, the US because like a lot of the good studios yeah. it's in LA. Like LA is like the center of the dance, the hip hop, um, yeah. dance yeah. community. But I don't know about other cities. I yeah. <laughs> I know I, it's just like hard because sometimes because I don't know if, I, at least like for me when I look sometimes it's it's hard because a lot of the foundational stuff like the technique stuff they start when you're younger so it's like when you're I feel like even people when they're like age 10 or something like they're they're younger people so I've been like looking for adult like studios I'm like where can I learn like mm-hmm. the techniques and stuff but I, I go online and I, I learn and I try to um, I do a lot of like virtual classes now because in the states things are still yeah. <laughs> close like boo not good so, I've been still trying to still trying to like do virtual stuff and learn that way so but that's really awesome that you've always you you still want to improve like you seem to have a very much of a growth mindset and I really I do, relate to yeah. that because it's kind of like because it's like you you might not know like a certain style or you might not be the greatest at that style but that doesn't stop you from pursuing it yeah you know like you still do what you need to do and you try your best and give your 100 percent in learning yeah that that style of dance because i feel like yeah. the only way that you can get to know yourself better or you can improve is to step out like to step out of your comfort zone because my comfort mm-hmm. zone is like girl group dance k-pop dance but then if i keep just doing that and this it helps me nothing so um i have to step yeah. out because I, I i like dancing but i want to improve more so it, yeah. doing different styles will help me like makes me uncomfortable but at the same time it makes me <laughs> improve yeah no that's awesome and so in th- going through this journey and and you know improving and knowing yourself more what was the hardest thing you had to go through when going through dance like when you were learning dance what were some of the hardest things you experienced and what did you learn about yourself from that yeah so I think in a micro level when I learned a Mm -hmm. dance like certain dance the hardest thing is probably to get up and learn (laughs) that's the hardest thing oh my god why is that (laughs) 
<laughs> because I know. I know like sometimes like learning is actually not that hard. Like if you get up and learn, it will just flows through. Uh, but the hardest thing is just to oh my god, I'm so lazy. I don't want to learn. Like to get up and start <laughs> to learn the first move. I think it's the hardest thing. But then, um, that's also like something people talk about like the productivity techniques it's like mm-hmm. you set 10 minutes for yourself like you say i'm just gonna do this thing for only 10 minutes but and you are and then you because 10 minutes sounds like a like a really short commitment so you will start and do it right. and then after 10 minutes your body will get used to doing it and then or your right. mind will get in the zone and you're like okay i'm gonna keep doing it so it's kind of like this mindset uh, uh mm. i'm trying to incorporate this mindset into my daily life i think it's being helpful uh but i think generally it's just like starting to learn the choreo is really hard but um yeah yeah and then and then sometimes and another thing is when i film a dance covers i sometimes get into this mindset that the next take will always be better so i keep doing it Mm. so for like a say if i want to film a course part i will probably film for like 40 takes because my mind was just like oh like this hand gesture doesn't look right or like oh i did this thing wrong but people won't even notice but i noticed Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i just kept doing it yeah and then um i always have like okay one more okay one more but then it ends up to like 40 (laughs) takes that's how i am yeah right so it ends up taking hours though how long does it take you so um, if it's like a hard or okay so nowadays i split up into two days <laughs> because yeah. um i couldn't finish in one day which i don't know how i did it before but before i always finish in one day and then now i yeah. had to split it into two days or th- even three days um because like one take for like eight 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 count probably took me three hours to film a take because I just kept doing it. Um, and then right. for a whole dance, it has different parts and I had to switch outfits and stuff. So it took me a lot of yeah, time to I... film. But sometimes I just, I have to tell myself, like, you don't have to be perfect. Like, no one's perfect. But, but it's just like a self inner battling that, Oh, I don't have to be perfect, but I want to be perfect. It's kind of like <laughs> I have to Why battle with myself. I, I, I literally think we're the same person. <laughs> like I'm hearing you talk, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is literally because that is it's to me to a T. Where it's like I will not stop until it looks fine to me because I know no one else is gonna pick up on it, and yeah. they're gonna be like, oh, that was great, and I'm just like, no, it was <laughs> it was so bad. I would do uh-huh. it again. Yeah, and it's just like over and over. But you know what? Sometimes I think it teaches diligence too. You know, I mean, beyond dance, it just shows that like you can achieve what you want to and, and what you want to look like and mm-hmm. what you want to be like. You if you just persist and you're diligent about it, and it's tough. And sometimes it's like I have learned not to beat myself up over not being perfect. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't know about you, but sometimes it's just so it's so much easier to beat yourself yeah. up over being perfect than like actually getting to that level that you want to be at, mm-hmm. I find. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of people do that in general, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about like in the micro level, like when I film eight certain covers, but in like a bigger general level, the hardest part for me before was to um, deal with all the voices online because like if you put yourself out there online then there Mm. must be different voices from different people that people have different backgrounds different opinions and then they will say different things to you and then as like a uh so i i think i changed a lot in terms of dealing with all these voices before i get really insecure i get really um i guess um but her when I when I mm. see people like saying bad things and now I think right. I learn to first distinguish which ones are good for you, which ones are not. So for those one right. for those who just like make comments that make you mm. feel bad, I don't feel bad at all right now because they usually say it 
because of themselves. They want to make themselves feel better. Because if if they criticize you, um, that it doesn't make sense. Then that means like they want to make themselves feel like they know something. So that's something I learned to like ignore. So I was like, okay, then if you are happy with it, I don't care. But um, there's another section that when they say when they say things that. Oh, like I think you need to do this, you need to do that, and have to think about. Oh, is it good for me? If it's good for me, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this into account next time. And if it's not, like if it's not aligned with my value, with my, with what I want, I was like, okay, thanks for your suggestions, but I don't think I'll take it because it's it's my channel, it's my videos. I don't really care if you if your、mm-hmm. voices are not aligned with my value. So. And also, right, there's like、right. there's like a third section that people would just put pour pure hate on you, and that's just like so dumb. And I was just like, okay, the, I don't care at all right now. Like if people just like made really um like childish comments about certain things, and I was like,、right. okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, just go bye,、yeah. bye, girl. <laughs> It was a long way for me to learn. To master this mindset, but now I'm good. I,、right. I feel I feel like I've I came to the point that I really learned not to care about what other thinks, and it really makes my life a lot easier. <laughs> I saw you posted something about that. Was it a, a few weeks ago?、Mm-hmm. And how you were saying how happy you were that you just kind of just that just stopped caring what other people thought. Yeah, and I thought that was really powerful. I remember you post. I screenshot it. I was like. I need to save this for myself <laughs> because it's true, and I think I think something that you just touched upon is something that I don't think people talk about often when it comes to, you know, addressing the hate right that we see online with、mm-hmm. those other voices, and it's matching what voices are aligned with your values. I don't think people really talk about that often because sometimes we tend to. Really absorb what people say about us and what people think and perceive、mm-hmm. us to be as our own values.、Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like that's not the case. It's not what it is. And sometimes、yeah. we end up, especially as content creators, like we end up almost living for other people because、mm-hmm. we think that that's what what they want is what we value, and、yeah. that's not really the case. Yeah. You know? So I think a few tips that help me. To achieve this mindset,、um, number one is to really think about how grand the universe is. <laughs> it's really <laughs>、yeah. dumb, but it's actually really helpful. Like when you came across like a even just your life in general, like if you came across a、um, like a trouble, little trouble in your life, and then if you think about oh like. The universe is so big, like you're just so small comparing to the universe. Then your life, your trouble will just disappear magically. Yeah, <laughs> it's so helpful. No, that's so true. Yeah, and I, I was like, I was like, okay, then, um, how about like people in general? How about human beings? Like, human beings will die in the end. Like, I think about this like really grand stuff. Like how human beings has been formed, how how like the future will be for the human beings, uh, for the earth, for the universe. I was like, oh, like there's so much things going on in the universe. Like my life seems so like small comparing to that. I don't have to worry about my troubles anymore. It's really dumb, but it actually helps. So um, and the second、mm. one is um, just think about like people don't really care about you. Like they care about themselves. Because when people say、mm. things online, they will probably say it because of themselves. They wanna make themselves feel better. They wanna make them feel like they know stuff. Um, but、mm-hmm. they actually not pointing stuff at you. Like they just say it to it because it it makes it make makes them feel happy, makes them feel better.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you think about it, no one else is thinking about you in on daily basis except for you. <laughs> So like everyone、exactly. is everyone is selfish. Everyone is thinking about themselves. So they don't have the time to care about you. So if you think about that, then you don't have to care about what other people think about you because that's just not that's just not fair. Because people are not caring about you, but why you care about what other people say, right? And then、right. the third one is just like don't take anything personally. Which、um, I gonna recommend another book. It's called. 
the four agreements. That's the one agreement、mm. that it talks about. Like the first one, I think, just to not take anything personally. Um, if you like master this value, your life will be so much easier. <laughs> to just not take <laughs> no, anything、yeah. personally. Yeah. No, that's so true. And everything you're saying, it's honestly like, people don't realize that the things that people say, they're saying it out of a of a reflection of themselves. Yes. Yes. Even if it's positive, even if it's negative,、mm-hmm. it's something that it's in their head. It's a reflection on who they are as a person.、Mm-hmm. They've inserted themselves into whatever they're telling you.、Mm-hmm. So if you think about it in that way, it's like that has nothing to do with you. <laughs> you don't have to, you know. It's it's really them, and you shouldn't pay attention to that. And I think that's really important to consider, especially the point of、um, not caring because they don't. There, no one's thinking about you every five seconds.、Yeah. I think that's something <laughs> I still. Think about、uh-huh. you know it's I think it's hard too because obviously with social media people have such easy accessibility to you、mm-hmm. so they can just go on your profile、yeah. and look on what you're what you're doing or it's very easy for them to comment on a YouTube video right and so because of that accessibility and how easy it is for people to make a comment on what you're doing、mm-hmm. um it's it's hard to. How do I put it? It's hard to not care because、yeah. you think everyone does care because they have easy yeah. accessibility yeah, yeah, yeah. to it. In reality, it's they don't. Yeah, and also like a lot <laughs>、so. of people、um, say that because they're going through something in their life and they wanna have like an outlet to pour all their stress, their bad energies.、Um, so and they see you, they were like, oh, I don't like you. I wanna pour all my energies to you to like make myself feel better. If you think about、right. that way, it's not really about you; it's about themselves. And also, I、yeah. really believe that whatever energies you put out there, it will go back to you. So, <laughs> be、That's、careful,、true. people. I, if you put bad energy, be careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> it will get back to you. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And kind of on the same,、um, the same, same line. What is something that you learned about yourself、mm-hmm. in this process, right? So you've learned that these are things that were hard to learn. You've kind of come back from that. You've reshifted your mindset. But what is something that you've learned about yourself in the process? What is something that has surprised you almost?、Mm-hmm. I、dance? think one specific thing that surprised me is people say that I'm good at teaching, which I'm really surprised because like before I did. Dance tutorials were just for fun. I was like, oh,、yeah. like people want this kind of content, so I started to upload dance tutorials. Cause like English is not my first language, so I started off on YouTube doing English tutorials. I was like, oh, like I will just like put their English explanations there, like whatever you like or not. I'm just gonna put it there. But surprisingly, people say like, oh, you were really good at explaining. So I was like, oh, um, and then I started to do like dance tutorials on Bilibili as well. It's a Chinese YouTube platform. So like、mm-hmm. YouTube is blocked in China, but like they have like we、oh. have like on、uh, YouTube, it's similar to YouTube. Um, and then it's called Bilibili, which I also upload my videos there. Um, and then、mm-hmm. so I started to do Chinese explanations, and people really love it because they're like, oh, like you teach really thoroughly. I learn really fast from you. I was like, oh, like do not like I feel like I feel like it's easy for me to explain stuff, but I saw、mm-hmm. a comment under. One of my tutorials on YouTube, they were like, "Like you really good at explaining different gestures, different moves." I was like, "Oh, isn't that easy?" I I don't know why. Like, like maybe it's because other people don't bother to explain that much. Um, but、mm-hmm. uh, so I also I think it's because I learned by myself. So uh, when I learn it,、right. I try to, I just like duplicate what I learned, what I, what I what I went through on my mind. And then I say it out、right. loud to people. So I was like, "Oh, you just put your arms up, and then do it this angle, and then maybe people understand it better. I don't know." So I think that's one thing that surprised me that people say I'm good at teaching. <laughs> and then,、um, and another thing is, I found myself. I guess, I I guess it's not like self exploring. It's more about self improving. I guess I improved、mm-hmm. a lot in terms of my mindset. My skills along the process.、Um, so it was just like, like a not linear journey. So I think,、mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, and I think that's really, really awesome. I'm so happy for you, 
And I also think you're a really great teacher. I think you've explained very, very well. I, I, I can see why the self-taught thing might come into play because you don't have anyone to tell you right away, hey, yeah. do it like this, or no, you've done it at the wrong angle, like, let's fix it. You kind of have to do it yourself yeah. and then watch it back through mm -hmm. recording or watch it through a mirror to make sure you're actually hitting it the way it's intended to. Mm -hmm. um, and so I can see, I can totally see why people say that, but I reiterate that you are an awesome teacher. So <laughs> <laughs> seriously, very, very good. Um, and it makes me so happy that, you know, when in having this growth mindset and in improving yourself, you've improved like your mental health and your, your well being. it seems mm -hmm. like, and you just seem very, like you seem very sure of yourself or you're trying to be, you know, and I think that's, I think that's important for people to take away from this as well as, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Like you can just keep improving and keep trying your best and know that there's always room for growth and, you know, don't kick yourself down if you're not there yet. Yeah. You know, every, as you mentioned, you're not everyone's journey is linear yes. and the, the growth journey shouldn't be linear. Yes. Like you should be stepping out of your comfort zone. You should mm -hmm. be uncomfortable and you should be, just trying your best. So thank you so much. If there's anything else you'd like to say on the show, where can we find you again? I'm going to leave everything in the show notes. I know you mentioned it in the beginning, but just in case mm -hmm. our listeners made it to the end and they want to hear it again so that they can follow you, yes. uh, just mention it one more time. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think the biggest, the biggest lesson I learned throughout this journey, it was just like follow your heart, really like, your intuition is your best. Your intuition is your best guidance. Then just really, really mm. trust your intuitions, and then um, really follow what your heart says. And then also like um, trying to, in terms of like others' opinions. Also, I um, I wanna mention that I think I think your your outline. There was like one question saying that uh, what what's like one thing you could have done when you first start like doing covers mm -hmm. and learning i think one thing i really should have done was to ask for others feedbacks earlier like i asked for like your um friends who are really good at dancing who were your dance teachers because before i was really insecure so that i just put myself in the box and i don't want people to criticize me but i think if i done that earlier then it would improve me a lot so um i think mm -hmm. i could have done that better now i'm really open to like um, feedbacks from my friends from my teachers i always like send my videos to them to like say like okay what's wrong with this clips where like can you give me some feedbacks on this move um so and then uh, usually my friend or my dance instructor she will really happy to answer me and then give me feedbacks or ways to improve um and then so yeah i think really open be open-minded to um the voices around you and then if you do online content um be open-minded as well but also keep a filter to yourself like filter those things that's bad energy and that's not good for you um and then believe that whatever you put out there will get back to you later in your life <laughs> right yeah, yeah don't manifest any negativity y'all just yeah. saying don't do it <laughs> i really believe the law of attraction because like um if you really want to get something and then you really firmly believe that it will happen it will definitely happen so law of attraction <laughs> there we go yeah. i love it i live for it and then Susie, yeah I... um so uh you said like we're to find me online right so i'm suzy meow yes. with the two w's on every platforms <laughs> um i mainly just do youtube and instagram and then tiktok was suzy meow TikTok. underscore real um and then for i don't know if there's like people who get ac access to chinese social medias uh i do Billy Billy. it's suzy meow suzy meow and then um yeah that's it yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh, wait, side note, I feel like you need to say this, so you have to explain the meow at the end, because I feel like this is part of your brand, like your cat ah, is part of your brand. No, it was really so random, because, uh, <laughs> because I, it was actually my personal account before, I, I was, my name, 
I so Susie, <laughs> it was the English name I picked for myself. Like so, <laughs> I'm Chinese, so I don't have an English name. Um, yeah. So in middle yeah. school, my teacher was like, my English teacher was like, okay guys, like pick an English name for yourself. So I just look up in dictionary with the uh, capital S, like the start with the S. Uh -huh. So I I saw Susie. It really, it's. I feel like I really resonate with that name. I don't know why. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna name myself Susie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I picked my English name. Um, but in terms of the handle, um, I love cats. I have um, so my my cat in the U.S. just recently came back. Um, so yay! And then I have hey. I have Phoebe and Rachel. Uh, like I love friends. If you don't know already, friends. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna get Monica soon probably. <laughs> and oh then, my god! So, stop. So uh, yeah, I love cats. So I named myself Susie Miao. But the one W was taken, so I had to <laughs> add another W. No. Oh my god. <laughs> Who did that? Why did they like do that? They just make our lives difficult. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, but they so picked funny. the name first, so <laughs> Yeah, they got it first. They had the genius first. Yeah. <laughs> Susie, you're the best. Thank you so much. I had such an amazing time talking to you. Like this is this was so easy and I don't even know. I just feel like you just have so much to offer. And I really hope people Thank check out you. your content and really learn from you and keep doing what you're doing because you're doing Thank well. You. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So <laughs> I want to say like your room is so pretty. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> yeah, like I've been looking at the, the brick wall background. Oh my God, it's so pretty. <laughs> okay, everyone keeps talking about it. So I this is wallpaper. Oh yeah, and I put it up myself. Yeah. Oh my god, I did the but same thing. Like oh, when I really? when I was in LA, like my my last apartment in LA was in K Town, and then at first I want to have like a brick wall background, so I bought the brick wallpapers from Amazon, and then um it came out like I I just I miscalculated the length, so I only bought like <laughs> oh, one no. roll. Uh, but it so I'm really bad at putting stuff like this, so it didn't it did not work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh stop that's so funny i know i ordered like i think i ordered three rolls of this uh -huh. but i had to measure and make sure it was all like, correct and everything it took me a while to put up not gonna lie yeah but it's so it's, hard it's worth it it's so, so hard it's so pretty thank you and I, then, people walked in the other day and they uh -huh. were like oh my gosh i love i love your brick wall i didn't know you had that and I was like, yeah no, yeah so uh it's oh. actually like it's been a really long time since I speak in English <laughs> for this oh. long period of time. <laughs> oh my gosh! But it's but I've been watching YouTube, so I think my English is still there. But I it, sometimes now I have to think about oh like what's that word? <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's totally fine. You were perfect. Like, you are literally like it was perfect. Like. Don't even worry about it. I'm actually gonna learn Chinese next. Oh really? So that's I'm I'm learning Korean right now. <gasps> I, I take I've been studying Korean for two years. Oh, now. that's cool. Annyeonghaseyo. Annyeonghaseyo. Yes. No. So I I'm studying that, and then I'm gonna be studying Chinese next, and then hopefully Japanese. That's so cool. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I just love it. It's just fun. I don't know. Do you also have really a YouTube it. channel? I did start one, so I, I like privated a lot of stuff because I want to start over. Uh -huh. <laughs> I want to like create like the aesthetic that works for me. I don't know. I didn't really like some of the videos I was doing before, so I'm like completely starting over now. I actually start. I filmed a vlog last week, so oh, cool. I'm gonna be uploading and editing because I also love graphic design. I like uh -huh. graphic design. I don't know if I could do like a full major or career out of it. Like you were saying, I was like, wow, I relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> but but. I um I really like calligraphy and like video oh, yeah. production and audio production and all of that. So I was like, oh, I need to get back into it because I, I it's the same thing with dance, honestly, where I know I need to do these things in order to feel like happy. You know, mm -hmm. like I just I just enjoy them so much. If I don't do them, I'm like, uh, no, nah, mood's kind of like. Eh. So I'm just like, you have to make time for it. You have to make it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have to do it. So. Yeah, I, I'm going back on it. So if you ever see me on there, say hi. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really proud of you and everything that you're doing. And 
I also really love seeing like your day today. I love your vlogs, by the way. I, I know you said you're going to try doing it once a month. I was yes. so happy. I was like, yes, I'm, Susie, let's go. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> keeping up with it. Like I've been uploading vlogs more um, than last year because <laughs> I, I, I know it's sometimes it's really hard because you, you vlog and then you just have all this footage and then you feel like, oh my God, it's so overwhelming. Yes. I don't know how to edit. Um, but I, I love editing, but sometimes it can be too much when the clips are too random. It's like you don't know how to like yes! put it together. They're all like fragmented. Yeah. It's like, okay, I have so many clips, but I don't know how to put them together right now. Yeah. Vlogging is hard too because like sometimes if you're with your friends, it's really hard to be like, hey guys, I'm eating. Your friends be like, oh, that's <laughs> awkward. <laughs> and then when you actually on the street, anyway, on the street or in the shopping mall, it's really hard because then you get self-conscious by holding the camera. And people will be looking at you like, what is girl doing? And then you'll be like, hey guys, I'm shopping. And then it's really hard. <laughs> whisper. And you like whisper like, hey guys, I'm yeah. on the street. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm getting used to it. I just, you know, I just have to not care. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. You gotta follow that philosophy. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. and also, um, no, oh, I totally one more don't. tip I want to share in terms of that, because I've been implementing yeah. this trick. Like every morning, I set set up one hour, because like I know it's really hard for me to edit the vlogs, but I just set up one hour. So I'm just gonna edit one hour, whatever. Like you know, just gonna uh, if, if, like either clip the clips together or like add text. I just just do one hour of editing vlogs. And then I just don't aim myself to finish editing in this day. I just like um, every morning, one hour editing, whatever. And then it turns out it's easier than I thought. So I probably end really? finished the editing in like three days. So I think that's really helpful. Oh, wow. Because I, I don't have like a big I goal for that. myself. Like I have to finish this editing this today. And then I will feel yeah. really overwhelmed and not do it. Uh, but if I just yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to start editing then. Um, for like half an hour and I don't know yeah I think just really it really helps <laughs> that's so I, that's actually a really good tip because I've been trying to figure that out as well mm -hmm. do you often set goals for yourself or do you kind of just go with the flow I, I know you said flow, actually yeah. you just go with the flow because yeah. I know in you've said before that you don't really like to plan too much into the future mm -hmm. and like you're just kind of like just let it be yes. and see how it goes. So I, I, yeah. I think I think the way the process is more important than the goals. Like you, you can have goals for yourself, but don't think too much about the goals. I think it doesn't work for me if I think too much about the goals because I'm really scared of disappointing myself. So I'm just like, okay, then mm. I probably have this kind of vague goal in the future, but I'm not like sticking to it. And then I mm. think focus much more on the system is way better than focusing on the goals. Like you um, you have like a general goal and then you break it down into days. Like today I'm gonna do this, tomorrow I'm gonna do that. And then mm -hmm. as days goes by, it will help you achieving your goals. That's a point that's mentioned in Atomic Habits. <laughs> I need to, I'm literally gonna go on Amazon right now <laughs> because I need that book so yeah. badly. I think that's awesome. No, I because I think we get also as a culture, I mean, just in the world in general, I feel like we focus a lot on goals. Like think about New Year's resolutions. Yes, like yes. we're all about setting goals and then no one ever falls yes. through with it ever. And it's uh -huh. like, why don't we talk about systems? Yes, yes. <laughs> systems are actually so much more important because it, it, yeah. it guides you with how you're actually going to conduct your actions. Susie, thank you so much. I literally could talk to you for hours. <laughs> I'm so sad that the episodes like are not honestly like three hours long because <laughs> I would totally do that with you. <laughs> but thank you for again coming on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciate it. I love seeing your stuff and I'm so glad I got to meet you and talk with you a little bit. So yes. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Hope you love the conversation. If you like this content and are craving more, make sure to subscribe to the pod and check out the show notes to catch up with me on social, find behind the scenes content and more fun. Until next time, I'll be here in my bonnet. Bye.